Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Oh, here on FM 104, what is the story? I'm just in the middle of filling out our form for our scammers. Oh, brilliant. What have you said so far? So um, we, we were in the middle of emailing back scammers who claim to have 50 grand for us for a, a relief fund for the pandemic. Um, they pose as relatives, distant relatives on Facebook, start to direct message you um, and then say, oh, just email, email like Dave from accounts. They're like, email the agent from the World Health Organization to get all your money. So we emailed them back last night. They're very, very quick in responding. And now I'm just filling out the form. So they say, fill this form out with honest and get your organization clearance house, right? Okay. With, with honest, does it have to be in the in the sentence or? Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe I should no, just put honest in everything. So they've asked <laughs> for my full name, Rainless Goo. My mother's name, Mam. My father's name, Dad. Home address, fifty eight Waylock Road. Uh, oh, brilliant! Yeah. Waylock Road. Waylock Road. Yeah. Uh, Dublin, Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Gmail is obviously rainlessgoo at gmail.com. Phone carrier, login and password, AT&T. Rainlessgoo at gmail.com. Password 101. You know, the generic office password for Brilliant. everything. Um, yeah. State. I'll just put uh, emotional mess. Oh, brilliant. That's the state I'm currently in. Uh, city, uh, Dublin, uh, date of birth. How old will we be? Uh, I think we should be 47. Oh, definitely. So what's 47 then? What's 47? 2020 <laughs> okay. minus 47 is... <laughs> what is it actually? Is... 1973? Would it be... Is it 73? It is 73, isn't it? Okay, 1973. So that would be then 19... Well, God, it happens on this type of... In a God, that's 1973, weird. yeah. Um, so uh, 1973. So uh, we'll say the first of the first 73. First of the first, 1973, uh, age 47. Oh, we've done the maths. Oh, they're good. Female. We are female. Phone number 087-67-97-104. Amazing. Uh, occupation. Uh, I was just say unemployed at the moment. Unemployed. Uh, disability. non and then it wants my monthly income. And I'll be like, about to go through the roof. Yeah. About to go up to 50K. <laughs> there we go. Sending. Oh, brilliant. Sending. There we go. Lovely. I'm so looking forward to their response. You know that? We'll see how they get on. So that's a scam. We're kind of just talking to our, our scam friend. So be careful if someone is pretending to be a distant relative and they're messaging you, it's all a lie and there is no money from the World Health no. Organization for you anyway.
That's no one is going to send you 50 grand. No, no one. Uh, no, we're it not. not. Um, on the way, just in a few moments after 10 o'clock, we are going to be talking to uh, somebody who asked the question, are you able to tell whether someone is a narcissistic psychopath just based on their face? Right. So are you able to judge someone's character effectively, better than chance, just by looking at their face? I would say in certain circumstances, yes. I think definitely. In other circumstances, they surprise you, believe me. Yeah, but I think you can. Listen, if you can judge someone without ever talking to them, just by looking looking at their face, can you tell what a person is like? And in particular, can you tell whether someone is a bit insane and a bit of a psycho and a bit of someone who would screw you over? Like, can you tell if someone's going to shaft you based off their face? I definitely think so. There's certain, like, certain smug looks where you're just like, they don't care about anyone other than themselves. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, listen, let us know if you think you'd be able to do that. Dr. Gail Brewer, she's from the University of Liverpool. She's going to be on talking more about that next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Cormac and Sir here on FM 104. Um, now, we don't like to think that we're judgmental people, but we, I suppose we always make snack, snap judgments about people as soon as we meet them. Um, are you able to tell uh, what type of personality someone is like based on just looking looking at their face, right? If you think uh, you can, let you us know, know but can you? I think that women are better at this than men. I don't know why, I just feel we're just a little bit more in tune with spotting someone who you may maybe can't trust or that might be up to something or maybe you like the bad boy type look and you're oh, you willing just, to just chance it. Yeah, willing to just kind of have a have a go at that for a while anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there was an interesting study that was done. Um, it was looking at the impact one alcohol has on women's ability to spot psychopaths for want of a better word. And one of the main researchers and authors of that from uh, the University of Liverpool, Dr. Gail Brewer, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, there's a ton, ton of stuff to unpack about this bit of research that you did because it involves, obviously, alcohol-altering perceptions. Are women able to spot psychopaths? What does a psychopath look like? I mean, there's just there's just so many uh, so many different areas to, to kind of start off with. But first of all, I suppose, um, how would you define a psychopath in, in, the, in the way that you framed it in the study or... So in this study, we were looking at what we call the dark triad. So it's a cluster of three personality traits. So that's psychopathy, uh, the kind of person that you would think of as very um, callous and unemotional. Machiavellianism, so where somebody might be quite happy to exploit other people um, as a means to an end. And then also narcissism, so people who have an elevated sense of superiority and grandiosity. And really, we were looking at those as personality traits so we all display them yeah. uh, to a greater or lesser degree rather than trying to look at the clinical versions of say psychopathy or mm. narcissism and do those people who have that triad of of uh, personality traits have a certain face well we tend to be able to select personality traits or guess the personality of a person uh, to a, a better degree than chance it certainly doesn't mean that we can look at somebody and be able to to read that cover of a book and say exactly yeah. what they're like but we're better at chance and we're better at chance um, with some of maybe the nicer personality traits like whether somebody is extroverted or open but also with these more malevolent personality traits as well oh that's um, fascinating yeah it is fascinating are women more likely to go with somebody that has these type of traits well we've only really looked at this in women there aren't that many studies that have 
compared and there don't seem to be too many gender differences in terms of who is better if you like identifying these traits so so just on the kind of the facial expressions of people who have the, the dark triad face or whatever is there any markers or any any things that would determine whether someone looks like a, a psychopath or looks like they have those three personality traits is it something in the the jawline or the nose or the how do we know so what we do to look at this is essentially we uh, take lots of pictures of lots of different people and then ask them to complete a personality test yeah and then we find those who are the highest in those traits and then we morph that picture together so we have if you like a prototype of somebody ah. high in psychopathy and then we do the same so that we have a, a prototype for those low in psychopathy and then we merge those high or low prototypes with regular pictures that we have so if you like we have a picture of one of our participants and we have a version that has an added dose of psychopathy <laughs> and then one that has a low level of psychopathy so we're not manipulating just one trait if you like like yeah. a jawline or like the eyes so we're just adding in that whatever physical characteristics are influencing that particular trait. It's kind of fascinating because I've definitely gone out with people that have these traits and I feel like I went through a phase of two or three boyfriends in a row that were particularly bad in this area. And that's why I'm wondering, is there a reason why you would be attracted to that type of person? Well, interestingly, when we show people pictures of men that are high in these traits and ask them, you know, are they attractive for a relationship? Do you think of them as dangerous? Then people tend to be put off by them. Women tend to prefer those who are lower in those facial characteristics. But if you provide them with almost like a dating ad type description of people with those sorts of traits, then they are more attractive. So there's certainly something about those traits that aren't necessarily putting us off initially. And it might be that we find the traits such as somebody being quite go-getting and mm. ambitious as appealing, or we find that kind of risky, sensation-seeking type of personality quite attractive. Yeah, it's funny how you you can you can spin it or rephrase the Machiavellianism or the narcissism as a, a go-getter knows what he wants and wants to uh, achieve great things in his life, and <laughs> the subtext is willing to screw everyone over to get what he wants. <laughs> yeah, including you. Yeah, <laughs> including you. So listen, there'll be some very good highs, but probably probably a lot of lows along the way. This is um, this is mad, though. So um, I suppose, it, it, does it kind of bring up areas of concern with regard to, you know, like stereotyping people off the bat? I mean, but we're kind of, we seem to be, I, I'd imagine this is part of it, is evolutionary as well, that we can sense, maybe we've been wired to sense danger from other people. Whenever we look at somebody, whether we intend to or not, we're making some kind of judgment. So we look at them and we might decide, you know, do I know them? What kind of age are they? Do I think that they look quite friendly and I want to go over and have a chat with them? But that's not to say that we should then go on and discriminate against them. You know, we need to be aware that we're making those kinds of judgments. As you say, in an evolutionary sense, it helps us perhaps to prepare for the encounter that we're going to have with them mm. and decide, are they a threat? Are they a potential romantic partner and so on? But we obviously will learn an awful lot more information about them when we start to talk to them when perhaps we learn about them from other people who obviously will give us another 
um, insight into their personality. And then obviously you, you were telling me earlier on that alcohol, th- there's no kind of link to women being able to tell even if they consume alcohol whether someone might be a psychopath. No, so obviously there's a lot of research into how alcohol changes our behaviour mm. and changes our perceptions and there is some uh, evidence for that beer goggles type effect. <laughs> but in our study we essentially gave people either a placebo, so water, or we gave them lemonade that smelt a little bit like alcohol or we gave them alcohol and all of the individuals um, across categories were still finding these sorts of high dark triad traits um, unappealing they still wanted to date the men that were low on those traits regardless of whether they'd had alcohol or not women are smart women are far smarter <laughs> than men and should always go with their guts when it comes to these things like that right um so have you looked into i know you mentioned there was no gender differences usually across the board when it comes to things like this but i said men are able to tell when a woman might be a psychopathic narcissist well i think we've all got that ability regardless yeah. of gender to be able to you know sense behaviors or sense traits that perhaps are you know not ideal in a relationship and we all regardless of gender again have that tendency to judge people based on their appearance um before then we get to know them um and to see whether that judgment uh is correct or not is there anything else strange that you found when you were doing your research i don't think necessarily strange but i think it's interesting that we still have this gut feeling of i don't trust this person you know i don't want to date them i i find them threatening even if we have consumed alcohol, which we generally know is more likely to impact on our decision-making and perhaps sometimes lead us into trouble. Yeah, I mean, a, a good uh, a good safety net there that alcohol isn't even getting rid of. But uh, listen, that's fascinating and it's a huge, hugely interesting area of being able to kind of pick up on those traits and those warning signs that we get, I suppose, always go with your gut. Or at least more, go with your gut into the situation and then find out whether you're being a stereotyping a-hole and just <laughs> making completely wrong judgments about the person. But uh, Dr. Gail Brewer, do you have a, is there a website you'd recommend that uh, people can find out more information about the work you're doing? So actually, if you're interested in lots of this research, we do sometimes post links on the University of Liverpool book site. And if you're interested in alcohol type research, there's one on there at the moment, which is looking at how we're all responding to the current coronavirus situation and whether it's impacting on our alcohol consumption oh that's an interesting because i would i would okay my initial uh, reaction here would be it's increased our consumption at home usually to what it would would that be right or are we wrong well the initial so not yet from this study um but initial suggestions are that yes we all started drinking quite a lot um as we're trying to adjust to the situation but actually now people are starting to deal with the recent events they might have decided well actually i know i've been drinking too much maybe i'm going to use this as an opportunity while i'm not out socializing with friends to try and rein it in a little bit it's so funny you say that because i even just from looking off twitter anecdotally of course everyone for the first couple of weeks have been like oh kind of a glass of work while i'm working from home here that's not weird (laughs) and then a couple of weeks later they're like okay i'm going to limit this just to the weekend now because this is getting a little bit out of hand it's weird usually it's it's like you know christmas or something it's a two-week break and you know you have an end point yeah this is ongoing so people are going oh i can't continue this for months or you know i I found that with all other food so i've been stuffing my face with with chocolate and bad food and you know reverting back to old childhood bold foods for the last two weeks and only now i'm kind of starting to kind of go maybe we should put a little bit of structure back in place and yeah it's not christmas we're not back to work next week we have to deal with this properly like adults and try and grow up but yeah interesting that um that's what initially has shown an initial tapering off of the alcohol consumption 
because I know a hell of a lot of people were having a at least a glass, maybe <laughs> a bottle. We're having a great, <laughs> great time, at home, just enjoying the, the lockdown, the lock in and lockdown. It was uh, happy days. Well, listen. Um, yeah, that's not really sustainable. <laughs> no, it definitely no. isn't, is it? We'll be going to the hospital all with a hell of a lot of other problems, and that won't be doing anyone any favours. Um, Dr. Gail Brewer from the University of Liverpool. Listen, that's fascinating and um, research and insights there. Thanks a million for popping on. Thank you. Bye bye. No worries. Uh, if you think you can spot a psycho from just looking at their face, let us know. And um, we have an update from our scammer friends who are trying to get all our details. Just got an email back. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Uh, we have been uh, dealing back and forth with an online scammer and uh, they've replied in like the last five minutes. So let's set the tone oh here a little bit. Oh, this is so exciting. So the last email, they were trying to get you to fill out details, personal details about yourself, about your family, about your phone network and all the rest yep. of it. So, so you filled it out. Yeah, and, and just to backtrack there quickly, we've just tuned in. Uh, somebody, a friend of mine told me, the scam is basically this. They pretend to be a distant relative on Facebook. So they set up an account with the same surname as you and it's an old person profile and they start private messaging. You're going, hey, how's it going? And you're like, oh, hey. And you don't want to be rude to your elderly uncle or auntie that you've forgotten that's even still alive. You're like, woo. <laughs> uh, so then they started going on saying that, oh, they got money off the government. Not the government. They got money off the World Health Organization for uh, the pandemic. And there's like a relief fund and you can apply. And you just have to email this email. And they're an agent for the World Health Organization. And they will give you the money. You just have to fill it out. So Happy days. Happy days. Easy money, right? Um, so we emailed them. Uh, it was a Gmail account. It was... It was uh, and let me just read out this email account because wow, well, it was it was Smith John something 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 at gmail.com. So we emailed them and they got back straight away last night. They asked us for our name and a few other things, and they have I've, I've there's like 16 emails in this email thread already. And then they sent a big, massive, long form that I needed to fill out. Now the form was basically in the email, if you know what I mean. So it wasn't yeah. um, it wasn't exactly online or anything so I haven't clicked any dodgy links this is all via email okay the person's name is Angent Moore Blessing um, and then they sent so I, I sent back a question and they're getting a bit ratty with me now right so they, I asked the question how long does the money take to process and, and this is what they said you have to fill out the form so that they can start processing all caps your package money <laughs> you are the one delaying us in fairness though they sent you this form how long uh, like a good a good, a good half an hour ago and I haven't been up to date with them. So they sent me the form again and I was like, okay, I will do this now. And then they said, yeah. all right, fill out the form ASAP! Exclamation <gasps> mark, exclamation mark. I was like, all right, lads, calm down a oh second. Oh anyway, So listen, I filled out the form. Uh, full name, Rainless Goo. Mother's name, Mam. Father's name, Dad. Home address, 58 Waylocked Road. Gmail, rainlessgoo at gmail.com. Phone carrier, AT&T, rainlessgoo at gmail.com. Password 101. State, emotional mess, city, Dublin, date of birth, uh, 47 years of age, obviously. Uh, phone number, 0876797104, occupation, unemployed, disability, none, monthly income, about to go up to 50K. So that's what I wrote, okay? Okay. Um, but they emailed back after that. Okay, so do you think they took time to read it? <laughs> I don't think anyone is doing any due diligence uh, on this scam but listen uh. they're on the ball there's someone here this isn't an autobot there's someone on the other end of this email replying back to me as we speak and they're on top of this because this maybe they think this is their ticket out of here right so here's the next email we will need a picture of your state ID or driver's license to confirm your age and your name it's needed to be attached to your organisation money package oh that makes sense yeah so thankfully so you just have to send them a picture of uh Rainless Goose driver's license. Now, thankfully, uh, 
there is a website online that'll allow you to create fake pass <laughs> a driver's license and passports oh, brilliant. that you yeah. can download. I was going to try and do it in Photoshop, but that'll probably take a little bit too long. They do yeah. this for a, a joke thing. So I have, um, uh, yeah, here we go. I am. Um, I have so, this. What in picture here. have you got? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do we need a picture of Rainless Goo? Uh, what, what picture? What, what picture will we put in of Rainless Goo? Who should, well, who should be Rainless Goo? I mean, if you just Google Flubber, I mean, that really should be Rainless Goo, but the hip-hop artist... I don't know, maybe Leo Varadkar just bang his face in on it and kind of go, hey, Leo, sorry about that. Yeah. Simon Harris, yeah, who think, else? Um, yeah, I think it could be could be either of them. Right. Together. Um, well, listen, we'll put it up to you. Who do you think should be the face of Rainless Scooter? We just need to create a fake driver's license, by the way. So 0876797104. Uh, you know any suggestions? Pat might be good as well. Yeah, someone really, really ridiculous. Someone or Bosco. Someone insanely ridiculous. Who is who is Rainless Goo? Like, who should the face of it be for this experiment here? Anyway, um, who should it be that will add to the driver license? Yeah, I'm trying to think of a cartoon character or something like. Uh, wow, listen, we'll sort that out in a moment. Yeah, I think I think Bosco. I think something Irish. Something Irish and Bosco. Yeah, maybe yeah. that maybe that would work. Bosco might be definitely a, a one that we'll put in on the uh, fake driver's license, um, and we'll do that there. Uh, maybe I'll download that onto Photoshop and then we'll put that in and, and just say happy days. Because uh, where did I say I was from? I'll just change a few things around to, to Dublin and the like, blah, blah, blah. Right, that'll be grand. We'll see. We will, They want a photo ID now. So they've asked for password login details and they want photo ID. So this is definitely identity theft that they're looking for. And you'd, yeah. wonder, you'd wonder for what reason it is. And you'd wonder who's behind it um, at the end of it. Well, they're going to get access to 
to everything. Mm, yeah. Um, Eddie, what's the story? Rainless Goo should have the picture of 40 cats. Yeah, that could work or as well. Or pic- a picture, of, yeah, maybe just a picture of your cat. We'll put a picture of Subo the cat on the front. Yeah, if you center. want Subo, yeah, I can. Although, what if they steal her? Yeah, who knows? You come back what and if they, they hunt, just, hunt her down. <laughs> find her. They're like, aha, Rainless Goo and Subo the cat, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so that could be happening, right? Uh, we'll do that, and as soon as we hear a word back from them, we will let you know uh, what the developments are. Um, on the way, we're going to be going through a list of things you should and should not do to see how crazy certain people are. So uh, things like. Uh, we'll have a little... Uh, Seriously set up a little bit of a... It's almost yeah, like it a personality was, test. Do you know what it was? It was just certain things that people were doing or talking about or I overheard people talking about that I thought, am I the only one that thinks that's weird? So it's a bit of a should you ever game. Okay, okay, I like so it. So I have right. a list of questions for you just to see what type of person you are. Um, lovely. Listen, we'll do that next. Um, and we'll also be talking about a woman who fell in love with an inanimate object. She fell in love with a chandelier. Uh, and uh, she took a case of sex discrimination against the courts over in the UK. But uh, we're talking about that and other strange people that have fallen in love with strange objects. But uh, should you ever, we'll be doing that next year on F104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Looking Cormac and Sir here on FM 104. If you would like to win yourself €1,001, then just listen up. All you need to do is head on over to fm104.ie forward slash survey and you will uh, be able to not only one be in the draw for that money, but you will tell us <clears throat> what you want to hear more of here on the station, what you want to hear less of. So you get to dictate uh, your station here on FM104, what things you want to hear more of, what stuff you want to have, you've had enough of. So it's fm104.ie. Yeah, it'll take you about five or ten minutes. Definitely something to pass the time um, and also something that could be landing you 1,001 euros. So all you need to do, head on over fm104.ie forward slash survey. Uh, f- tell us what you want to hear and then the money could very well be yours. Yeah, very easy to do. Now I want to talk about something a bit different. Okay, Mm. lovely. I don't know if this music is appropriate, really, because I'm a bit concerned and a bit worried about what you're going to answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, is that better? Is that suited better? That's much better, yeah. Much better. Um, Okay, so I just have a few questions for you, just so I get to know you a little bit more, I guess. And it's called Should You Ever. And anyone can get involved in this, by the way. So if you completely disagree with either myself or Cormac, then, you know, have your say on 0876797104. So, should you ever put milk in before the tea bag? Yes. Sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, that's how I make my tea. So milk goes in first tea bag and you kind of scrunch it around. Same with coffee as well. You make a better cup of coffee when you put milk in on top of the coffee first and do no, that way. No, hang on a second. Milk, sugar, okay. coffee mm-hmm. while the kettle is boiling. It gives you something to do as well so you're not bored out of your mind. Right, so when I'm getting a cup of tea from you, when you're kind enough to go to the kitchen and say, do you want a cup of tea? And I say yes. You are putting the milk in the cup before you put in the tea bag. It's literally in the boiling water. exactly the same. Are you serious? No, are you actually serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is horrific. Why wouldn't you? don't know you? how much milk you're putting in. You know exactly how much milk you're putting in. No, because you don't know the strength of the tea. You're just seeing the milk. Oh my God, that's horrific. Okay. I, I'm surprised by that one. Okay. Should you ever approach a girl on the street and ask for her number? Now, this was done to me last summer. And I, it happened to my friend Charlie, who was on that prank call earlier on. Happened to her yesterday. Where someone just approached her on the street, completely unknown to her. Well, and I, was like, her I think you're beautiful. Can one yeah. have one's numbers, please? Do you think that that is um, something that you would do if you were single? Would you Would you ever do <clears> that? Um, 
when we were like 15 in Blanche in the McDonald's, my mates persuaded me to do that to a girl that was over the far side of... of but was the, it a prank? No. No, it wasn't. Uh, I remember okay. going up and I had, I, I just remember being so terrified and went up just like, I was like, oh, I'll do it, yeah, whatever, trying to impress the lads and uh, went up and it was the most awkward thing I have ever experienced in my life. A random dude at McDonald's going up to you asking for your number. Insane. Okay, at least you were 15. Yeah, right, so you're saying as a grown-ass man, should you be doing Yeah, as this? a grown-ass man, if you're single <clears throat> right now today and you walk by a girl on the street... Just randomly during the day of a Wednesday or a Thursday, would you stop her and go, "Hi, sorry, I think you're you're really good looking. Do you want to go for a coffee or a drink?" Would you do that? Would I personally? No, I probably wouldn't. But is it just purely out of fear? It would be more out of out of out of fear because here's the thing: to, one, you can't really. There's hardly ever any success in nightclubs when you two are plastered anyway, right? And then do no. girls not want? Still in 2020, I know we're still being sexist, but girls still want men to take the initiative and to, to ask the girl out. They don't want to have to be the ones to make the first move. Um, maybe your guard's down, you're not expecting it. Uh, is it in any way romantic to do that? Okay, this this was, as I said, done to me last year. I know, it is nice. It's it's flattering in a way, but it's also really creepy. Okay, do you know what I would do, right? If I saw someone who was so stunningly beautiful that I was just compelled to not let this opportunity to, p to potentially, let's say, the love of your life is there in front of you and you're like, oh my God, right? I wouldn't ask them for their number. What I would do is I would write my number on a piece of paper with my name and just say, listen, I don't want to be a weirdo, but on the off chance you're single, blah, 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 there you go, and I'd just walk away. Because at least, at least the decision is in her hand and she's not giving up her information. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, that person that taught me said, can I add you on Instagram? Now, that's too personal. Do you know that kind of way? That is definitely creepy because Instagram is about getting your tits, your ass, your abs and your hoop out. Yeah. So he exactly. just wants to have a perv on you. Yeah, I guess if someone did it that way, it might be better. I don't know, there's just something odd about it. Well, okay, but in an ideal situation, where are men meant to approach women? Because nightclubs yeah, are true. grand for a one-night stand kind of thing. If you want a relationship, just, where is the other place to go? I'm just so awkward with this whole thing. Would that not be like the start of a Hugh Grant, like, love rom-coms type movie? Well, you know, I'm paranoid. I'd start thinking, how many other people has he stopped today? Okay, very true. Listen, either way in that situation, you look insane. I yeah, think as a okay. guy. You can't win, because you can't win as a lad here in any of these situations. Okay, so Why won't any guys come up and that. talk to me? Don't have a guy come up and talk to me. You're just never happy. <laughs> Sending yeah, out mixed, fairness. conflicting messages. No guys come yeah. up and talk to me. Well, you don't want any. Because you I think know. they're insane. We do, sometimes. Look, maybe it is a nice thing to do. Maybe other girls think it's great. I just find it creepy. And I also get paranoid that they've already asked, already, sorry, asked 30 other people that day. They're, they're playing anyway. the numbers game. They give a, ask for 100 girls' phone numbers. They'll get two and they'll sleep at one. It's fine. Exactly. Or else they're doing it like, how many people's numbers can I get in a day? Maybe, maybe that's it, you know. yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Should you ever keep ketchup in the fridge? Uh, yes. Oh, thank God. Okay. Only joking, Perfect. I don't Just... keep it in the fridge. I keep it in the cupboard. The ketchup goes in the cupboard. I had some ketchup. I had, I had three burgers earlier. I had a barbecue earlier on. Oh, my God. I bought like a two or three euro barbecue from a certain shop and uh, it lasted for about four minutes. <laughs> then we had to go in and cook the food on the actual oven. Uh, it was a bit of crack in the back garden for a while anyway. But no, tomato sauce can't be cold. It's disgusting when it's cold. What? Oh, this really upsets me. So I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they also were saying you got to free the ketchup. 
like free the ketchup, like don't have it in the fridge. There you go, yeah. Just sweet ketchup. And they also said that having ketchup, cold ketchup on chips is disgusting. It is disgusting. How could you not have cold ketchup on chips or no. on a burger? Room temperature ketchup. No, temperature it has to be ketchup. cold. Yeah, I have my mayonnaise in the fridge as well. There you go, mayonnaise is meant to be in the fridge. So mayonnaise in the fridge, mm-hmm. yet ketchup in the press. Yeah. And do you keep your eggs in the fridge? Uh, no, eggs are on the counter. What? Eggs don't oh, go in the fridge. Terrific. Egg- yes, they do. No, they everything don't. goes in the fridge. Like chocolate, everything. I don't have any presses full of food. The only thing that are in my presses are bran flakes. That's it. Yeah. I've, I put bread in the fridge. Anything you can think of. Sweets, jellies. You put bread in the fridge? Yeah. You can put, you can put bread in the freezer and freeze the bread. That's fine. But bread in the fridge? No, my no. bread stays in the fridge. No, bread's outside. Bread's in the bread bin. Bread's no, on the counter. I don't have a bread bin. Bread's on the counter beside the butter and the eggs. Oh, no. What? On the counter? Your butter's on the counter? Butter's in a butter thing on the counter, what? yeah. What? What do you mean it's in the Because it's real butter counter? and it has to be on the counter. It's a room temperature. Oh, no, I'm never coming to your house. Okay. Uh, should you ever take food off someone if they offer? Yeah. So if you have a packet of crisps yeah. and you go, here, do you want some? Yeah, of course. Or if I have a packet of crisps and I said, do you want one? Do you, do you take it? Yeah, you do. No. Oh, come on. Someone offers me food. Good luck. Thank you very much. Don't have to ask no, twice. No, if, someone, if someone's eating, I've done this to you before, you're not supposed to say yeah. You are supposed to. This is such it's, a stupid, stupid thing. You do no, not it's offer. a kind gesture, but yeah, you don't. It's only kind if you're actually willing to follow through on the gesture. So I'm willing to test the person and see if they're actually no, willing to follow it's through. Kinda like, it's kind of like when you go to a pub with someone and you go, do you want me to get that drink? And then it's like, no, get it yourself. You're saying if you offer to buy someone a drink and then they say, yes, you hate them. No, but if you bumped into someone in a pub and you weren't planning on spending any time with them, like they were going off to their group of friends and you're going off to yours oh, and bumped yeah, into them, no, no, you wouldn't no. go, oh yeah, I'm going to get that. They're going to get their drink and you're going to get yours. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's the same. You don't be sharing your crisps. Like if you're standing at the bar talking to him, do you want a, do you want a crisp? He's going to say, he should say no. Your friend should say no. I don't think you know what a friend is, Saoirse. Oh my God, this is this is baffling. Okay, I'm going to move on. Should you ever wear odd socks? I'm wearing odd socks right now. Good, I love odd socks. So am I. I have one black sock and one white sock on. Oh, okay. Um, I've always worn odd socks because um, I once went out with someone who had OCD and they absolutely couldn't stand the fact that I didn't care about matching things. So that's, at least we're friends on that one. Should you ever make conversation with someone in a lift? Oh, no. No that way. Is- that is literally my favourite thing to do ever. No, 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 no. The lift, the only thing you do in the lift is one, either go on your phone or look at the ceiling in the lift and go... No, I go in and I try and make eye contact and I get really upset if someone's looking on the ground. No, that's the only place you can look. The phone, the ground or the ceiling. Head down. No so wait, talking in the lift. Oh my God, no. What if someone spoke to you? Oh, it's a gorgeous day out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Oh, you so would do that as well, wouldn't you? Just, you wouldn't actually have a conversation. Why? Because you're you're in a confined space. You're claustrophobic. You can't leave. You're like being forced into a conversation. Don't like that. Don't like being forced into things I can't control or, or affect. You know what I mean? Oh, no. I love it. Good conversation uh, with someone. I'm no. always like, I hope the lift gets stuck so that I get to know this person better. No. No, you're all right. Always. No yeah. way. It's like, get, okay. it, get in, shut up and get out. That's the lift etiquette you need. Right. Should you ever put your job title on a dating bio? Now, I think you did this when you set up my Tinder profile. Uh, I did do, do that. In, uh, oh, would in I? Real, in real life. 
Uh, See, I don't think I would. Listen, sometimes the reason people are single is because they're married to their jobs, so that's the only thing they ever care about or think about. So they, they always lead with their job, you know? Company, men and women. So I, that's probably why they're single, because they're dedicated to their job 24-7. So they'd be the type of person who would put their job in their in their Tinder description, I think. Would I? Ooh. Having never been on these, would I? Would I, would I, would I? No, I don't think I would. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Interesting, isn't it? Because, like, that's sometimes the first thing that someone will look at. Yeah. What do they do? Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? But, yeah, I think, especially in our job, it could go one of two ways. I think you'd just come across as a twat if you did it in our yeah, job. I think so, too. Should you ever lie about your age? Now, I've done this for years. Absolutely years. Like, if you were going to a an, an interview for a job, say a, say a TV gig, would mm. you lie about your age? You know what? I'm, I'm only being, uh, like, I would have never but I'd say the older I would get I probably would yeah so Just obviously you thought I was 25 a, for years oh I thought you were 25 and you told me you were what 31 I was like shut your mouth yeah I was still flabbergasted by that Saoirse is 47 would you believe it <laughs> I'm 31 but you 40, thought I was probably what 23 25 6 20, in your yeah. 20s anyway mid 20s wouldn't put you any older than that yeah. 32 um, in September horrific oh god you're nearly it's dead terrible I know um, would you would you lie on a, about your age? See, I, I think the older you get, that might be a more concerning thing for you. But and you know what's interesting, for me anyway? I It's not a case of me lying about my age because I want people to think I look younger. I know I can look young if I want to look younger. I have, you know, there's certain ways you can do your makeup yeah. or not do your makeup to make you look younger. But it's people's perception of you changes. Like, if you tell someone for ages, oh, I'm 25, they think, oh, she's young, fun, she's 25, no cares in the world. Then if they find out you're actually 31 yeah. or going on 32, suddenly it's like, oh, oh, maybe she's not as fun. Maybe, maybe she shouldn't be sleeping in a bush yeah. on a Friday exactly. night out. Yeah. yeah, maybe she shouldn't be living alone with a cat. Maybe. So it's more people's <laughs> ideas of what they assume you're actually like, if you uh, get me. Uh. So I'm wondering if the same goes for a guy or would you think like that? Obviously. Uh, but then maybe the other TV thing gig, is... They might go, oh, we're kind of looking for someone, you know, in their late 20s. I can understand that. And if you lie about your age and you try and act like a 25-year-old when you're really 40, I think that's really sad as well. I think when you that find out, really you're like, oh, cool, I'm so kooky. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. how old are you, man? And you're like, I'm 40. Oh, you're, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Which definitely. can also be another thing when you, if you do lie about your age and then it's kind of like, oh... Hmm. Mm, that's true. Listen, yeah. lies make baby Jesus cry. <laughs> they do, don't lie. I mean, I did it for ages, but look. <laughs> now you say I'm 47, so now at least I can say I'm younger. Okay, should you ever trust someone 100%? No. Like, is there anyone in your life that you're like, trust them 100%? I don't think so. I'm the same. I don't trust anyone. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. No, I think I'm really aware, but you know those people that think... Or they'll say, oh, I trust them 100%. They'd never do this or they'd never do that. Oh, so people, people can be stupid. People can be idiots. People can make mistakes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah, never trust anyone. 
lads. Never trust anyone. We'll get back to some of those in, in just a second and some of the texts that have come in. First up... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Some of your uh, texts that are coming in. If a girl asked me out on the street, I'd say no. Very suspicious and desperate and odd. Oh, oh God. That's horrific. Now, I actually got a message in on Instagram that I just saw in um, the requested folder. Now, where is that gone? Where are they gone? Anyway, it said something along the lines of... Uh, don't be so close-minded. If someone comes up, give them a chance. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I actually don't know. Stranger danger. Now. You know, never talk to strangers. We never get out of that. Um, yeah, it dep- depends on the setting. I've heard of um, people trying to, you know, uh, pick up women and, and get their numbers in supermarkets and stuff. Um... Yeah, see, there's certain places you just don't do it. I, I, you know, if I'd a girl is going to a supermarket, that. she's not looking. She's not going out purposely looking for someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know it's hard to get someone because obviously maybe on a night out she's making a bit of an effort to, you know, do herself up and she might be interested in getting some attention from men. And, you know, it, it yeah. doesn't have to be at the end of the night. You could go up to her at the start of the night, but that's appropriate. But I think, you know, if you're going for a walk or... You're, you're sitting on a bench like my friend was yesterday in the Phoenix Park right beside her apartment. Don't be going up and... The bench is a little know. bit different as well because she's not moving. No, she's sitting there and he just comes over and starts chatting. The oh. first one he's talking about the weather. So we had a bit of a chat beforehand and then asked her for her number. No. It's very oh. strange. I don't think it's... Part of me is like fair, fair balls to him. No, it gave me anxiety. Oh, really? Gave me anxiety now. Well, what if he's her soulmate? No, because she has a boyfriend. Uh, six okay. years. Oh, but even still, well, maybe she, she wants wouldn't. a new one. She might want a new one. No, she was horrified. <laughs> no, it's creepy. Don't do that. Uh, Just Bri- don't do that. Brian has said, in relation to, should you put like the milk in first into your tea or coffee? Brian has said, milk is always in first as to not burn the coffee. Yeah, no, there you go. No, Brian, get out. No, no, no Brian's 100% right there. You no. can't, uh, you shouldn't, you run the risk of putting boiling hot water in on top of coffee, which can ruin the coffee. You're doing everything backwards. This no. is horrific. I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just no. Uh, Gary um, wants the story. Sorry, Gary has said, uh, I presume you're talking about the ketchup. Yeah, you keep the ketchup in the cupboard. That's what Gary says. No, you Yes, you do. Fridge. No, cupboard shouldn't be used for anything bar cereal. Unless you're Protestant and, and that's where you put the toaster. <laughs> that's a Fair. fact, that's a fact, all right? <laughs> that is a fact. Um, I just have a couple more here for you, right? Should you ever tell a friend if you knew their partner was cheating? Oh. oh I die. Oh. I hate confrontation. I hate any of this stuff. I would try and unsee it. Would you tell your friend? All right, if, like, let's, we're talking about your best mate for years. Would you tell your friend of 20 years that their other half is doing the dirt in them? Yeah, I would. 100%. Oh, 100%. You'd have to, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, what if the two of them are your friends? Yeah, see, that's when it gets tricky. But you'd have to tell. You have to tell just because, okay, think of it this way, right? Sometimes in life, we're living longer than usual, okay? So being with that one person for your whole life doesn't usually work out the way most people plan, okay? So if you're getting married in your 20s, the chances are you'll probably break up at some point or you're very likely to break up (laughs) and second marriages are kind of common, right? So that aside, if you're cheating, then you've had enough of that first person that you're with, okay? Right, yeah. So for the person that's cheating, even if they're your friend as well, they're probably looking for an out 
They've already gone there. They're too afraid to go and tell the partner. So maybe if you tell them... You're doing everyone a favour. You're doing everyone a favour. And maybe you could tell them, if you don't tell the, the you know, your wife or your husband, I will. Mm. And then they'll just get it over and done with. And let's be honest, once they break up, they're usually happier anyway. Yeah, yeah, very true. So, yeah, I definitely would tell. Yeah, uh, I think you should, yeah, definitely. Because if you don't, it's just going to prolong it and they'll probably get STIs and all sorts. <laughs> you know, let's be honest, they're probably, probably sleeping around with everyone then. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, definitely not. Should you ever text your ex? Have you uh, ever done that? Like, have you ever gone on a night out and then were like, either A, you just remembered something that annoyed you about them, or B, started saying that you missed them and maybe forgot that you text them? No, I... Mm. When I the first you know serious relationship I was in when we broke up I kind of I went went away for a month or two and I would have like text while I was away. Yeah, but would the it odd be time sober texting. Uh, yeah, there wasn't too much. No, yeah, there would have been. Yeah, um, but I suppose I felt it was a little bit more legit because no, you know, you're not going to go back because you're like two thousand miles away, so it's fine. Yeah. There was physical space between us, you know, but it would have not. Never, no, never would. I think sometimes when you break up with them, it's so final that you just, you don't. Whereas you said before that they've broken up with you. So I think maybe if you were broken up with, you might be more likely to do that. It was both of us, Saoirse, okay? We both came to the decision. All right? But yeah, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because you hear that happening all the time. And I'm like, why would you text your ex? I I know, yeah, I know. I'm delighted that that I'm done with Yeah, see you. Goodbye. Thank you and move on, right? Yeah. There you go. So anyway, that was interesting. Some things shocked me. Uh, Brian is fo- uh, followed up saying, and Saoirse wonder why she's still single. Maybe if you poured your tea and coffee right, Saoirse, <laughs> then you wouldn't be so lonely. Hey. Hey. No, Brian. I'm sorry, but I'm pouring my tea perfectly fine. Oh, God. Right. Um, on the way next, we will play out the prank call we did on Saoirse's mate, Charlie. Is it Charlie? Is that her name? It's, it's Charlie. Her name is Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. Yeah, oh, yeah, but it's Charlie. Right, okay, ah, now it's making sense, yeah. Uh, Charlotte, and also we'll be talking about a woman, she wants to marry a chandelier. She was in the news during the week. Uh, she took a case of discrimination against the government over in the UK because she was she's deeply, deeply in love with her chandelier. But there are numerous people who are in love, and some, of course, in the United States, who are actually married to inanimate objects. And we'll be talking about that next here on F104. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.